following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah! This is Hanging with the Boys, presented by Wingstop, where flavor gets its wings. Welcome, Cowboy Nation. You've had your sample size of Cowboys football last night. Want to know how did it digest over the night for you guys? You're getting a live look at Tostitos Plaza here in Frisco, Texas at the beautiful star in Frisco. We're here in the SWBC Mortgage Studios and as, as we always say about this time, you are rocking with the best. This is Hanging with the Boys and I am with my gang today here in Frisco, and we're going to break down for you guys all thing Hall of Fame game from last night. I am with my with my guys again, Kurt Daniels, and that's not Isaiah Standback. That is Danny Sarek, and he is Jesse Holly. Gang, how are y'all doing today? Listen, before anyone speaks, we're getting right into this okay. because um, I need my flowers today, Okay. I need some credit thrown my way today. Ah. I'm not going to blame you so much so, Danny, because you might have not been here. You might have not been here. Okay. She was. She was here? Yeah. You know where I'm going? I don't. I'm I'm curious. Off the gate, there was a bold prediction made by me on this show at the start of training camp. Anyone anyone care to reflect on that bold prediction that I made? You make a lot of. Let me think back. Can I get a hint? It was during the State of the Cowboys. Hmm. One said owner of this football team. Oh, the Ring of Honor. The Ring of Honor. I made a bold prediction. I told y'all. You did. You I did. told y'all, Absolutely. don't fall for the banana in the tailpipe. <laughs> he got up on stage and he did all those Jerry popping tears. Yeah, he did. And get all that crying. And I told y'all, I said, mark my words. Yeah. Between before the end of training camp, don't be shocked if you hear that Jimmy Johnson will be going mm. into the Ring of Honor. Yeah. And some of y'all kind of might have casually rolled your eyes like, oh, here go Jesse again making those bold <laughs> predictions. No. But last night on the broadcast, yeah. you heard that very sad owner of this here football team say what? He's going into the Ring of Honor. And and let me say this. Like last night. My show was done, y'all. Talk to you guys next week. Unbelievable, Jesse. How do you start our day off like this? I'm telling you, I was driving here today and I was like, Somebody better give me my oh, credit. I'm, no, nobody has to get. I'm taking the credit. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, Jesse. I'm taking then the credit. You said it, and Je- that Jimmy's going into the Ring of Honor. Absolutely, he is, and that was announced on uh, Fox yesterday uh, with owner Jerry Jones saying that this year don't, we don't know what day or which game yeah. that's going to be. Did he but, specify this year? I, I guess don't think. I don't. I don't. I have to be honest. I was not listening live because I was hosting the pregame show, which tells me that maybe the three of you have not gone back to watch it yet, if you were all watching that, but that's okay. You were watching the Fox show and said that's okay. Um, But earlier, Mm. Jerry Jones has said that probably not 2021 because he doesn't want to take away from his Hall of Fame induction year. But we'll see. That could be up in the air. One of the the highlights of the night was Jimmy saying, while I'm alive? (laughs) (laughs) So that was just awesome. And, again, star-studded night. All of the greats, uh, the guys that are being inducted into the Hall of Fame, like Steve Atwater, one of my favorite players of all time. Uh, But also our guys, 
Captain Crash, Cliff Harris is going into yep. the Hall of Fame. Jimmy Johnson is going into the Hall of Fame. And the original 88, Drew Pearson, is going into the Hall of Fame. So all of the Cowboys, all of the nostalgia, all of the Pittsburgh Steelers, all of that, it was there on tilt for us to witness last night. And look. The Cowboys lost to the Pittsburgh Steelers 16-3. Not a lot to be made of the game. I mean, we talked about evaluations and what we could pull from this game. Gang, I'm going to open the floor on this to get some just clarity. Please, well, you know, give me some clarity on what I saw You were talking night. about digesting this. The way you were talking before the show, I'm wondering if you got a stomachache over there. The <laughs> I, I got Tom's. I got Tom's in my pocket. You can hear him rattling right now. <laughs> it was... Look, I'm going to open the floor with you guys because I want to know how you felt, Danny. Ladies first. I, I don't know. I, I didn't love a lot of what I saw, but I don't know how concerned I am of, like, the first preseason game. We didn't see a lot of starters. And, of course, that's still important because you want to see the depth and the backups and what you have on this roster. I think it was really great to see Micah Parsons have a good few snaps that he played. The fumble recovery, of course, you want to see your first-round draft pick. <clears throat> Excuse me, you know play well first chance he gets. Um, I loved seeing Lyle Collins back on the field. Again, not a lot of snaps, yes. but just seeing him out on the field was phenomenal. So there are parts that I feel pretty good about in terms of the progress and where we're moving forward. Um, but there's also a lot of parts that really worry me. Agreed. Yeah, I totally agree with that. I mean, there were some highlights. Some guys that, like Parsons was probably the highlight as far as what we were looking for and hoping to see. Really like what he kind of showed right off the bat. But I don't, you know, it's hard to say this first preseason game, Hall of Famer, Hall of Fame game is, you're never going to get much out of it, I don't think. And I don't, it's hard for me to say one way or the other, is this good, is this bad? Because they're just shaking the rust off, really. And so, but I, you know, first impression, yeah, there's a lot, <laughs> there are a lot of concerns there, you know, <laughs> but I'm trying not to get too worked up about yeah. it. Given given the situation in the game, oh you you're so good. You are good, Kurt. <laughs> he's a level headed. He's so good, he's man. A and I, I promise I won't steal your thunder this time. No, around today. no, please. Um, I, I will say this: um, our our backup quarterback situation is is bad. And I know that Garrett Gilbert played decently, but we can't go into 2021 with that situation like that. And we'll talk more into it about the whole Dak and the shoulder situation, but we need to really take an in-depth look of where we're going to go as far as backup quarterback. That is – it was on display last night, and I get it. We had about 16 players that didn't travel. And anytime yeah. you don't have your backup guys thrive when they have the elite players around them. When you have to have backup guys do starter-type things, it's when you ask them to do a little bit too much, right? It's like it's like asking a fish to climb a tree like a monkey. You're just asking me to do a little bit too much out of my element. So not having all of the starters there and to play a piece instead of playing the entire role, a lot of these guys are playing kind of almost fish out of water. Uh, yes, it's still football. Yes, they're still playing that position. But it's different when – I'm the, I'm the nose tackle and I'm rushing up the field and the offensive line has to worry about Tank and Randy Gregory opposed to some other guys who we don't even know, right? Mm -hmm. And, and that, that gives you a different look. Or when I'm, you know, when I'm a DB and 
the rush is different or my secondary is different and it gives it a different look. But just one of the perspectives I, I saw and a lot of people were looking at that and it's probably low hanging fruit for me to even grab it. But the quarterback, the backup quarterback position, he isn't he isn't in a Dallas Cowboys what, uniform right now. Why was what makes you say that? I mean, why why would a guy off the street be better then, I mean, because right now I don't see much out there that would be that much better than what you got with Gilbert, who already knows the system. And that's the thing is when you have guys who already know the system and it seems like you're not seeing any progression. Mm-hmm. And when it seems like you're still not seeing guys take the next step, and I don't even know what the real next – because, like, if you're a backup, the next step is probably your starter, right? Right. But just to look different, like just to command the offense, make the right throws, make the right reads, complete the right passes, those type of things, you just kind of like, well, how long will it take for you guys to kind of – you know, get on get on pace with doing that at a at a at a at a decent clip. I'm not actually doing an elite clip, but doing it at a decent clip where yeah. we're able to put you in the game and maybe win a game or two if we need to. So we're gonna we're gonna get into the backup quarterback discussion. Okay. And cause that that's gonna take up the whole podcast <laughs> when we when we go there. But you know, just general assessment for me, and we asked these questions in the last podcast about what did you need to see from the defense? Some of the questions that needed to be answered. Uh energy, you you guys talked about that. Guys uh, pursuing the ball, you know, all 11 to the ball, uh, seeing how they look up front. Look, I, didn't see a, I, I didn't see a lot of that. You know, Michael Parsons, yes, shine a bright spot on that pick because I think he is that. Mm-hmm. He showed us in just that little sample size that we got, he is that. Some of the other guys that I was looking for to get a, a, a feel for where they were, guys like Basham, um, guys like Watkins, I didn't see it. Urban, I didn't see it. I didn't see the push. We got gashed in the run last year. Pittsburgh opened up. They had some quality runs from Najee Harris. All right. Um, The fumble that Micah covered, great. We led the NFL in in turnovers there. For a short time. For a quarter. (laughs) We were there for one quarter, and then all of a sudden it was gone. But then you start to say, okay, wow, I like that. You know? Um, But – all in all, and I'm just talking about just from the defensive side of the ball. I didn't see the push. I did not see. Uh, I didn't see ends. I didn't see any pressure on quarterbacks. Things that we're looking for for, for our new guys. You know, I did see Dorrance Armstrong set the edge a few times. Those were good, great things. Um, I saw our rookies, uh, Bohannon. He did some good things, and then he did some bad things. But that's what you expect out of a rookie right. in preseason. I don't want to react, overreact about these things. But the things that I was looking for last night, the questions that I had, I just added another question mark to my question. <laughs> because my questions still have questions, and I still want to know who and where is this team right now. But, Danny, let me ask you, you do you have the stats from last night so that we can at least deal with the numbers from what happened last night? Sure. Well, Cowboys finished with three points, obviously mm-hmm. struggled in the red zone. Pittsburgh 16 total yards, Dallas 331, Pittsburgh 250. Rushing yards, Dallas 109, Pittsburgh 76. Passing yards for the Cowboys 249, 174 for Pittsburgh. Turnovers, three for the Cowboys, one for the Steelers. Third down, third down conversion, seven for 16 for the Cowboys, five of 13 for Pittsburgh. Time of possession, 30 minutes, five seconds for Dallas, 29 minutes, 48 seconds for Pittsburgh. So, I mean, these are stat lines that we've become used to, you know, dominate, not even dominating time of possession, but having stats 
that racking up the yards, it, rack up the, and the yards scoring. and not scoring, and then the turnover differential not going in our favor. And so, you know, those little things again, Heckma, don't overreact. <laughs> Talk yourself down. But I did see some good things. Uh, there were some players that I w- was able to look at and say, oh yeah, that guy is somebody that we definitely, definitely need to pay attention to, and that's Maurice Kennedy. I'll just mm-hmm. start with him. Maurice Kennedy to me showed. That if he had played last year, then I understand he opted out for health reasons, had a baby and all of that. But if he had been on this roster last year, we might might have seen some improvements from a defense that struggled mightily because of how tough he played last night. Anyone that you came away saying that this is my guy. I'm sorry, real quick. I'm going to take the credit because you remember last week, earlier in the week, when we talked about a player – that, you know, maybe third or fourth string that could be making a push. <laughs> My player was Maurice Kennedy. So now we're Get even your flowers. <laughs> Get your flowers. Get okay. your flowers. You may continue. Get your flowers. I love it. Oh, get your, this is how we do wow. on Friday. This yeah. is Flower this is, Friday. This is what's this up. This is Flower oh. Friday. You pick your own flowers a day. You yeah. put it on Danny the said, plate. give me my credit. We That's, need to dig something up here. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> right. Where are we at? I'm, Danny took me off. No, players. Players that, that, that you saw last night that you were saying, Hey, this is our guy. You know, I, I liked what I saw from um, from the cornerback. Nation Wright. Nation yeah. Wright. Um, uh, I like what I saw from Nation. I like the way that he responded uh, after giving up the big play. Um, I like his physicalness. He came up. He's not afraid to tackle. Right. He shows some 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 physicality. Uh, I, I do think with him being such a large corner, right, six foot three, six foot four, that transition, right, that ability to turn and run. Now, he once he gets going, he can stay with you. But when you have to deal, you're not going to deal with a, a six foot five Clay, Chase Claypool every single week. You're going to deal with some of those smaller, shiftier guys. So what happens when those guys turn the corner, get going, and put the brakes on? Are you able to stop and transition, come back and make the tackle? Uh, and, and and what happens when you go up against a Tom Brady and he knows that you're a rookie and he knows the place that you struggle at and he attacks you every single time down the field, mm-hmm. right? Where does your confidence go then? How do you respond on certain situations like that? So it was good to see him have the big play given up against uh, uh, Claypool and then respond by still sticking his nose in there, coming up, making tackles, being physical. And he'll learn. The growing pains will happen throughout the season. Uh, but he was another one that showed that, you know what, I'm, I'm – Hear me, like don't don't just forget about me. Don't write me off and say, oh, Anthony Brown and say, you know, uh, Kelvin Joseph and and and, Tate, and and T Diggs, but I'm in that mix too. Offensively, Rico Dowell out of the backfield looked good, shifty, quick, which he's had in the past. I mean, he's not a rookie by any means, but I thought that he looked good. And then, kind of on the same page of Nation Wright of not necessarily a great start, but working through that mentally and physically and and having a better finish to the game. Connor Williams, after the starters came out after the first few snaps and center Tyler Biotish was done for the game, they moved Williams from left guard to center and they put Connor McGovern in at left guard. So now we've been seeing the last couple weeks that Connor Williams, which we've kind of been wondering the last couple years, he's now getting those backup reps under or as center and he had a few errant snaps mm-hmm. uh, early on when that you know change happened but then i thought he kind of got his footing played better after you know those few mental errors physical errors whatnot um and so kind of on that same realm of nation right i thought connor williams recovered well when he moved to center yeah a guy that kind of stood up for me and the fact that i had he wasn't on my radar at all i didn't expect to see anything from him was this fullback ola nuwala or i'm Sewu Alanalua. Alanalua, yeah, butchering his name. I apologize, <laughs> but he had you know, 
who would have thought he'd haul in a 17-yard reception? He had a couple nice little blocks in there. I'd, maybe he's making a case the Cowboys will keep a fullback. I don't know. His size, if he can do that kind of stuff, you know, is I he like a world that. beater? Not necessarily, but he was a guy I had no clue. Was, I mean, I wasn't looking for him at all. I'm like, wow, where'd this come from? Kurt, that is a, that is awesome uh, that you picked him because he was my second player on that list because of that 17-yard gain, that little wheel route, Gil, Gilbert found him out of the backfield. You know, a guy that did great on special teams last night as well. So, yeah, I mean, will they keep a fullback? They hadn't in the past. Uh, but I think if he keeps making those strides in special teams, eh, you know, he would be a guy that I'd definitely be pulling for to make this make the 53. Uh, but also, the questions about Dan Quinn's defense, I know we kind of talked about this a little bit, but did was there were there any improvements for you guys that you saw last night? Uh, anything that you could point to that says, ah, that wrinkle was a little different? Anything that you saw last night? I, I just see more of a combined speed. To the football, like they looked like they were running around, flying physically. That 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 part stood out to me early on, especially when you had the guys in there, and that first series when you had Jalen in, you had Parsons in there. The speed it translated. It looked like they took that stuff from practice and was flying around to the football. And you know, honestly, defensively, when you're playing eleven guys to the football and you're playing with speed, and you're playing with that veracity. You find the football. And so, like, even Parsons' fumble pickup, it's because you had a bunch of guys coming to the football. The football finds energy, mm-hmm. right? And so, if you're on the positive side of that and you're always in the right place because you got a bunch of guys coming to the football, good things happen to you. And I thought defensively, especially early on, I don't really want to get into the second half when, you know, things kind of went really downhill just with the players. But early on, you were able to see that that energy just be something that was. Did it worry you all, though, that when the first team unit was out there, most of the first the starters, your, your starting linebackers were in there, that Pittsburgh's first drive, they were kind of moving the ball, and they it wasn't like a force fumble. They muffed a you know, handoff. I mean, was that concerning to you all at all? I, I only say no in the sense of, like, it, it's still so early yeah, in the yeah. preseason. Um, I – I'm not going to say this necessarily true because I'm obviously not a player on that team, but I wonder too, like, you know, I'm sure they have the same mentality for any game, but like, it's, it's still the hall of fame game. It's not even, obviously every game is important for film and showing why you deserve to be on this roster. And I get that. I just think that it, nothing of this, of this game is really so pressing to me of like, let, let's sound the alarm. Like we need to start freaking out. Like, Sure, I think they have you, a better idea of improvement. What? <laughs> what he I knows say. I'm freaking out. I'm freaking out. You're freaking out? I am freaking out, Danny. Really? I am freaking out. And I mean, what I'm freaking out about is just some of the back, the depth. I don't see it. I, I know, We need it. You know, guys that are going to be coming in in these sub packages, I didn't see the penetration from, you know, getting up the field, stopping the run, getting pressure on the quarterback. We had none of that. I mean, they had their second and third guys in. We had our second and third guys in competing against one another, and I still saw none of that. So I am – I am look, I'm going to pull pull back a little bit. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to wait on Saturday because I think Saturday we get more of an assessment of what our number ones are going to do. Meanwhile, let me just say this on DallasCowboys.com. We're going to have our guys down in Oxnard for uh, the practice between uh, the Cowboys and the Rams. And so, guys, please tune in for that because that's going to be great competition battles going on. Uh, But I just didn't see it. I think 
I will be more concerned after the next preseason game against the Cardinals on Friday the 13th because let's let's at least give like the coaching staff maybe now they have a better idea of idea of what they need to focus on maybe different drills or things you know now that they're not just going against their own teammates you know they're out in pads they're they're playing full speed I would say I will start to get a little more nervous if it doesn't look that much better after their next preseason game. Okay. And then, again, I can't really ding a guy like, you know, Bohan, like, oh, he's not giving me what I need. Like, when I don't have the other guys around him. Like, we people got so excited about Urban coming in, like, oh, man, he's been a great run stopper. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, but people fail to realize that Urban was probably a really good run stopper because – they had to worry about this other guy on the Khalil Mack. Yeah, <laughs> that'll do it. That, 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 you know, it's like when you line up, you find out where Khalil Mack is at. Everybody, like you know, all right, you break the huddle and you're looking around. Where's Where's 52? Let's yeah. find Khalil Mack. And so, when you don't have those other guys around you that people have to worry about, they don't got to swing the rotation to there, double that guy, or do things differently. So now you're able to have more winnable matchups on a down-to-down basis. That's why I'm going to say, like, just you can just come back in a little bit. Heck, you ain't got to you ain't got to panic just yet. <laughs> now, if we got Randy Gregory out there and we got a tank out there and we got all the guys out there and they're out there playing some, you know, two, three, four, five series and it look don't look like it's supposed to look. Now let's start having some panic because these are the guys that we're actually going to, you know, going into the fire with come September. A lot of these guys on the roster now. In the words of like Magic Johnson, they not gonna be there. Right. And but that's the hard thing because we're not even really gonna get any sort of look of those players, those main starters coming off injury until the season opener, right? Like Demarcus Lawrence. We're not gonna probably see a lot of Zach Martin or any more Tyron Smith or Lyle Collins at this point in the game. So it's gonna be hard to kind of gauge and really know what the Cowboys are going into their season opener with because we're not gonna see those big starters that the offenses or defenses have to game plan for. Well, I tell you what, we came out firing in this first segment. We're going to step away and take a break. Now, you guys know in the second seg, we always bring up the great Nate Newton. So <laughs> buckle your seatbelts, ladies, ladies and gentlemen, and stay with us. We'll be right back here on Hanging with the Boys. Honey, big news. Gary, are you okay? Oh, I'm not Gary anymore. I'm Jackie Flash. What? See, I want the latest smartphone, but the best deals are only for new customers. So to get a new customer deal, I changed my name to Jackie Flash. Okay, but the best smartphone deals at AT&T are for everyone, new and existing customers. That's huge. Then guess who's getting a deal? Is it Jackie Flash? Jackie Flash. It's not complicated. At AT&T, our best smartphone deals are for everyone. Restrictions apply. Visit att.com for details. Hey, Cowboys fans, ready to spice up your next watch party? Bring Yokiero guacamole and be the game day hero. Yokiero means I want, and we know you want, great, fresh-tasting, ready-to-serve guacamole for your home-gating and tailgating events. Made with real avocados and the perfect blend of spices, it will be the star of any party. You can find us at your local Albertsons or Tom Thumb in the deli section. If you can't find it, talk to your store manager and tell them, Yo Quiero, Yo Quiero Guacamole. The Cowboys way, where 16 Hall of Famers and five championships shows us what success looks like. Where turkey is always the second best part of Thanksgiving Day. Where we are all defined by one single thing, the star. Where we as fans know it's our job to keep the tradition going. Bank of America is proud to be the official bank of the Dallas Cowboys and to support the quest of living life the Cowboys way. 
Copyright 2020, Bank of America Corporation. How great would it be to travel to watch the Cowboys win on another team's turf? Pretty great. But honestly, just watching the game from anywhere but your house would be fun. Even a hotel bar with some guy named Phil from St. Louis who thinks Oakland still has a team. So whether you're traveling to the game or watching from your favorite vacation spot, book a place to stay on Hotels.com. Proud partner of the Dallas Cowboys. Back to Hanging with the Boys. Don't miss your chance to see the Cowboys at AT&T Stadium this season. A limited number of single games. Standing room only tickets are on sale now. Get yours today at DallasCowboys.com slash tickets. And welcome back to Hanging with the Boys here in the SWBC Mortgage Studios. Heckma Harrison with Danny Sarek, Jesse Holly, and the great Kirk Daniels. And we have been going over all of the action from last night, and these guys have successfully talked me off of the ledge. <laughs> and I feel comfortable now. I have my blanket, and you know, Jesse is, you know, just telling me, Heckma, it'll be okay. And I, I appreciate that. Uh, but, but guys, I think something that's going to get my heartbeat back racing <laughs> is our next subject, and that is the backup quarterback position. So, Kurt, since you're Mr. Mellow Yellow, <laughs> <laughs> since <laughs> you don't have a worried bone in your body, oh, let's bad. just start with you, Kurt. Tell me something good. Well, I guess I didn't, I didn't see as negative a picture as maybe Jesse did with Gilbert and but I obviously don't know the ins and outs of football technique and all that um I I guess I'm still on the train of he's got to be better than someone on the street right now and having that knowledge of the system and the players having that kind of that feel for him at this point is maybe better and trying to find somebody else. Now, that may be wrong, but I think it th I'm not ready to give up on him yet, I guess. The other two guys, yeah. That, that's how I feel. I'm, I kind of I agree with you, Kurt, and I kind of agree with half of you, Jesse, in the sense of when you were saying the backup quarterback is not on this roster. I, I, I think Garrett Gilbert will have a spot, whether that's most likely two. I don't think they have their third stringer. I don't think especially how many – Years. I mean, Cooper Rush was here with Jason Garrett, and then, you know, the Cowboys brought him back last year. So he's had time here. And Ben DiNucci, you know, I'm trying to be fair because he didn't get like a full assessment as a rookie last year, right? Like the offseason, preseason games, you know, threw him into the fire last year, but he did not look any better this year than he did last year. So mm -hmm. I, I am not confident at all in Cooper Rush or Ben DiNucci. Heaven forbid especially after what we saw last year, we have to go down that quarterback depth. And my biggest thing with the quarterbacks in the backup position is when I look at Gilbert, Danuch, Rush, like how many – like are you confident that if we had to go into the season that – that Garrett Gilbert can win you two games? Are you confident? No, in that? And, that, no. and, and that's my point. But I'm not confident in anybody. <laughs> but, but, but that's my point. The guy that we have on this roster who's been here for some time, who's been under the tutelage of these coaches, that their coaches had – it's like, like it's not like defense where the coaching changes. You've had the same coaches for the last couple years. You've had the same offensive coordinator for the last couple years. This offense hasn't changed. Mm -hmm. And for you to not to take – steps in a positive manner with the time that you spent here. Yeah. That that worries me. That worries me because 
He wasn't bad against Pittsburgh last year, so he might be able to get you. Well, he just played against Pittsburgh. <laughs> Look, let me, let me just say this. And, and I can appreciate people being calmer, calmer than a Hindu cow, but that's not me, right? I am not calm right now. Calmer than a Hindu I was like, I never know a Hindu cow. They're like, safe. Are, are they, they calm? Have, they are calm. They don't okay. have to worry about being eaten because Hindus don't eat cows. Oh, I get it. Oh. Makes sense. When you have to explain the thing, it does. No, it makes sense. No, but it makes sense now. But, but I'm probably. I promise you, I promise you, there are a ton of people who are listening who did not know, and you've helped us all. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. So, so that's him. He's calmer than a Hindu cow in the pocket, and he doesn't have the the clock internal clock that we football players know. It's one one thousand, two one thousand. Throw the ball. He's standing back there at four one thousand, bro. If you are standing in the pocket at four one thousand, there's only one thing that's about to happen. Mm-hmm. That is a guy coming down on your neck, and you got to feel that. And there have been guys that have come into this league that that internal clock they had to learn that, and they learn it the hard way. And if you get a rookie, like you guys for the Jets, guys for Jacksonville, that's one of the things that they're going to learn real quick. You don't have five seconds. Right. You don't have four seconds. You may have had that in college, but you don't have that in the pros. And to me, Garrett Gilbert standing there, it, man, it, I screamed to the top of my lungs when, when Brandon Knight missed that block. I'm like, he is going to die. Right. This guy is coming, and he doesn't feel the pressure. And I just didn't see the anticipation for his throws. Um, I saw a lot of late passes, uh, a lot of balls being thrown behind, uh, not only from him, but all of those guys. And, again, you you bring up the point that they've been in the system. They've got an opportunity to delve into it and know exactly where guys are going to be. The coverage last night was as vanilla as it possibly could be. And you still can't throw guys open. You don't have touch. You don't Decision-making isn't there. That is what I have a problem with yep. at the backup quarterback position. And that's why I'm saying, look, Let's RG, I don't even like RG3. He's past his prime, but he's better than these guys. Mm. Well, that was going to be my question yeah. is like if, yeah. if you don't want to bring in, you don't want to wait for teams to start to cut down on their roster and then you bring in another quarterback and then you're having to start over with someone. So is the only option to fix this to do what the Cowboys did last year with Andy Dalton where you are bringing in a true experienced veteran and you're just going to have to pay him some money and and they'll be your backup? Danny, will like they help Marcus you? Like a Marcus Mariota or someone will like that? Will that help you sleep at night? Because right now you cannot be sleeping knowing that if something <laughs> were to happen to Dak, that Garrett Gilbert is the guy that's Something's coming already out happened to Dak. Yeah. And that's my point because... The shoulder. Hence the freak out. And Troy, and, and Troy Aikman said this last night. Troy Aikman mentioned this on the thing last night. I know people are saying, you know, not to worry about this, but I'm worried about that. Like, yeah. I am, I personally, Jesse Holly, am worried about. There's been talks that the, the, the training staff has reached out to the Texas Rangers to ask about some of these shoulder oh, wow. things that are happening, you know, because it, it seems like it's a, it's, it's, uncommon kind of a football thing more it happens a lot in baseball with pitchers and stuff like that so that begins to tell me and then you st- I told you this guys last week you tell me a few days I give you a few days then at the end of the few days you tell me give me a give me a few weeks yeah. then you tell me at the end of that that you know what he's not, not going to throw for a while a fatigue season opener. this is not fatigue yeah. this is not fatigue fellas fatigue you give it a day a couple day rest you ice it you stim it you massage you do what you got to do and you get them back out there now this is this is a, a organization that, when it's come to telling us all the the truth about certain injuries, we don't get that, right? It was a next stinger last year with uh, 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 LVE. Turns out yeah. he needed a whole neck surgery. 
Right. So it's, it's these things that keep coming up when it comes to the medical part of things. And, and and they're like, oh, yeah, well, he's out there practicing. If he was really that serious, he wouldn't be practicing and so on and so on and so on. And I'm just saying, if we come to a point where they're saying, you know what, it's going to be a little bit longer. I don't want to go into the beginning of the year with Garrett Gilbert, Danucci, Rush. Against Tom Brady? No, so just, just don't don't even give me the picture of that because what I'm saying right now let's 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 figure this out right now. We know the problem that we have. Like I said, I don't like any the guy that I just mentioned. Not a fan of his, but I know he's better than these guys. I even heard someone say Philip Rivers' name. Okay, better than these guys. I'm look. We saw last year. Blake Bortles is still out there. He's out we, there somewhere. We saw last year. That when you're when that goes down, and if you're expecting to compete in the NFC East, where we still had a chance with as bad as we were all the way up into the end, we have to find a quarterback that can get us some victories. We were able to get that with Andy Dalton. All right, he was he was serviceable enough to stick to the game plan and win us a game. I do not believe that Garrett Gilbert can do that. I, I mean, God bless him, and I hope that. In Arizona, he comes out and he wears it out. And we're like, whoa, double G, we got it. You know, it's just, hey, man, it's just the first game jitters. I just don't see it right now. I don't see it from Cooper Rush either. No, I don't. Def- I, to me, Rush is one of those guys that's been in the system and just hasn't gotten any better. We've kind of seen his his. But you know what? Uh, I know I who can answer all of this for us. We got him on the line. Nate Newton, help us, Nate. He blocked for a little bit of a quarterback at one point in time in his life. <laughs> a little yeah, bit. Yeah. Nate, you there? In typical in typical fashion, his would his his screen would freeze up as we get <laughs> Nate live here on Hanging with the Boys. But going back to this conversation, that's that's literally where I am right now. I mean, I think Cooper Rush, you know, look, maybe needs a little some more reps. Uh, maybe a second half. And it's between him and Garrett Gilbert. Just give these guys a half and, and evaluate them. Can the there. Cowboys win no matter who's at quarterback if Dak's No. Right? I mean, I could pay. I mean, I just don't know if there's anybody on the street. But did we get a fair assessment of that, an answer to that question with the offensive That's linemen true. that were out there? You need a if you had a off- healthy offensive line. If you had Tyron Smith and difference. Zach Martin out there with Lyle Collins. Wait a minute. Let me ask this. The guys that you had out there last night were the guys that played the entire season for you at tackle. <laughs> Could somebody please tell Brandon Knight to wink one time if he's okay? Wink twice if he needs us to call 911 because uh, – You're freaking out again. Man. I'm sorry. I am. <laughs> Let me bring it down. Brandon Knight, did anybody get a bead on what's up with Brandon Knight? I, I was just sh- him and Terrence Steele outside. I, I was surprised to see them struggle as much as they did because of how much experience they got last season filling in for Tyron Smith and Lyle Collins. I was not impressed. Yeah, I think if that's the one position that out of last night that I would have the most concern about, it's that swing tackle because neither one of those two or Naseki really showed much at all. And and now we see a lot of times while in practice you see all this movement on the offensive line. You got guys, hey, you go play a little center, hey, you play a little guard, you play because they are unsure. Yeah. And 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 last night put it on display that Wow. <laughs> we cannot afford to lose a starter. And we've said this for the last couple of years, especially on our show, Kurt. You can almost put in the books two or three games for Tyron Smith. Like it's not an if but a win. 
I know. I know. <laughs> but, makes me sad. Makes me nervous. He's saying. But, that. but, but history has said. Only. Oh history has said when it comes to oh Tyron Smith, two to three games, book them. Just get. We don't know when, yeah. but we know it's coming. And so in that time frame, you always hope and pray that it doesn't come. Maybe it comes during that, that stretch where we're kind of like, you know, a little bit more down in the teams that we're playing, opposed to coming on that stretch where you're like, you know what, we might need our Pro Bowl left tackle, you know, out there and not having guys shift around. So we can't afford, and most teams can't, but we really cannot afford to lose a guy for any significant amount of time on our offensive line because we saw last night, and that's the thing about offensive line, it's very clear cut. It's very clear cut. Like, I don't need all these other guys around me to block the guy in front of me. Can I block the guy in front of me? If that's a yes, if that's a no, then then that's very clear. It's not like a receiver where you're saying, like, well, the line didn't block, so the quarterback didn't have time, didn't get my time, my, my route time to develop, so I didn't get the ball, so it's kind of harder to evaluate my my what I'm able to do. Offensive lineman is, hey, especially in preseason because it's so vanilla, it's the guy lining up in front of me is probably going to come forward, and I need to do a better job at blocking them. And we saw last night that that wasn't something that was done at a high rate on our offensive line. I fault the college football game for this problem oh at, at offensive line. I do, I'm delving into I'm going deep Man. in this. Because <laughs> NCAA, the, spread, the spread offense is hurting offensive linemen. They're just not able to develop. The the ability to fire off the ball is not the, in the running game, guys, in the, in, in the passing game. I'm just watching Brandon Knight last night, man-to-man, and this isn't uh, T.J. Watt. This isn't any of the other guys. This is a third-string guy blowing by him. Yeah. And, you know, if, if again, if, if what you're saying is true, that Tyron Smith will eventually miss some time, I do not want to see 68 at left tackle with my $100 million, $200 million quarterback we, standing back there. Should I don't. we, I guess, value the work that was done last year more than just what was done in a handful of snaps last night? Okay. Not that last year was MVP worthy, but at least you saw, I mean, I think that Terrence would be got, fair. got better as the season went along and Knight had his moments. So that's my hope, I guess, is that. You know, Maseki was good for the Bill with the Bills last year, and so as a swing fingers crossed. So <laughs> yeah, no, I just like I said, that's I am as worried about other positions like this offensive line group. To me, like you said, has to stay healthy. Tyron Smith can't take those if if it's going to be like the 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 veteran day off or game off deal. That may be the game that we don't didn't need him to actually take off. And and the one thing I've always said about this this team, and I've said this for years, even back in the Jason Garrett era, I feel like we're the only team in the league who can't afford to lose a player. And I'm not talking quarterback because most teams in the league, you lose your starting quarterback, you're done. But it, it's always seemed like if we lose one guy, we're done. Like mm. we had time where it was like, oh, Sean Lee goes out. We can't play defense anymore. Like I, the development part for me has always been an issue of saying, man, a lot of teams in this league have tons of success when they lose, quote unquote, valuable guys at anywhere on their football team. But when it comes to the Cowboys, when we lose a a guy, not quarterback, um, that we just all of a sudden can't function properly. Well, we got a guy that we can't function properly without. No, he Drake. can't function properly. <laughs> <laughs> we cannot function properly without Nate Newton. Nate, where you at, man? Oh, man. Just left Pasadena, man. I apologize greatly for 
uh, my bad connections. I had to go into my bag of tricks, man, and, and pull out a hot spot. So I, cause I, I, I truly want to be connected to you guys, man. And I want to be that blocker for you, Jesse. I How was that breakfast burrito? How was that breakfast burrito? Oh, it was great, man. It was a difference maker, man. It was a difference maker. We stopped at Tops and, and Pasadena, man, just going on our way to uh, San Diego, man. Wow, man. I took it out of my wife's hand. She was eating it. Then all of a sudden, that thing went to smell into the hog and the hog had the root, bro. I was <laughs> <laughs> oh. Nate, tell me about man, what you I saw last you night, guys, man. man. Oh, man. I, I, it's two things I want to address, man, is – uh. Number 99, who played sparingly Hamilton. Hamilton. Number 98, uh, uh, Bo Hannon. And number, and number 75, uh, the defensive lineman. Oh, Diggy Zua. Uh, the young draft pick. Yeah. These guys played well. The, the problem, you know, when they tried to run the ball, they couldn't get none up the middle. They got that little four-yard touchdown, you know. And even Bo Hannon was on that play, and he, he just missed the tackle. So, but on the outsides, on the outsides is where they got us. So we got to set the edge a little bit better. But more important, I just want to talk about this quarterback situation. And I've talked to several people in camp, man, uh, reporters such as ourselves and analysts, and I've talked to a few coaches, man. Uh, they're gonna give Gilbert every opportunity to try to show that he's the quarterback. But that first sack down there in the red zone, that was on him. It was a three-step drop, and he didn't get rid of the ball. You should know that. As a, as a quarterback, especially going into your second year, you can't hold the ball. Then later on, uh, later on in the next drive, he did the same thing. You get into the red zone, you hold the ball. Uh, Niski is the uh, swing tackle number 79. That's who's getting the first shot at the swing tackle, dog. Now, the first time, it wasn't his fault. Guy got on his side, he tried to run. Quarterback should have been got rid of the ball. The second time, it was his fault where the quarterback was rushed. And all of a sudden, now you got interceptions. And you can't have that. You can't have that. And our offensive line is going to be okay. With the guys that were in there, uh, we needed to see a little bit of Lyell. We needed to see a, a little bit of uh, the center. Uh, we needed to see a little bit of the left guard at center. So these guys did okay. Yes, the run game suffered in the end and at the beginning. But the question still remains, how confident are the coaching staff, uh, head coach, offensive coordinator, quarterback, coach about this backup quarterback? This thing is, uh, and I know it's the first preseason game. Don't panic. Let everybody get their feet, feet in the ground. But you don't get a chance to get your feet in the ground when you got a team that is keep saying for the last three years, we're, we're at the doorstep of success. We're at the doorstep of NFC um, championship games. We're at the doorstep. If you lose Dak for any amount of time, which I agree with you guys, I'm listening to you, you cannot continue to tell us as fans that, there's nothing wrong when your history shows that every time you say there's nothing wrong, there seem to be major incidents going on. So tell us the truth as fans. So we will know what's going on along with you and we can temper our expectations. Nate, you said that the offensive line will be fine. And, and when you say that, I assume that you're speaking of the tyrants of the worlds and the Zach Martins of the worlds and the Lalacons of the worlds, but what happens to that offensive line if and when one of those guys go down? Because we see in the, in the preseason a lot of times you, you, you see what the depth of your team is going to look like. And if the depth of our offensive line was on display last night, I, 
help me be as confident as you are in that being okay. Lyell looked okay. The center looked okay. And the left guard looked okay. That's that's my concern right now, is that those three guys get through. And I've said last year, Jesse, that if we can get Lyell and Zach Martin healthy for three games out of the year, I mean, excuse me, for 16 games out of the year, we can always cover Tyron. It's easy to cover one spot, be it any position except center, then the next important is, is, is left tackle. But we can cover one position, one side of the field, with other things that we can do as an offense. But you can't have three of these guys. And I think Lyell did a nice job last night. I think your, your center did a nice job last night. And your left guard. Those complete with Tyron and Zach, those are going to be the guys that's going to be in there. Uh, the first drive was okay. The second drive was okay. But the quarterback cannot hold the ball. Well, not Especially on a three-step drop. Even if it was a five-step drop, you say, okay, he may have seen something. But on a three-step drop, it's bam, 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 and gone. He did not give us that last night. He showed indecision, man, where it should be simple plays. Throw the ball, throw it away, or throw it to somebody. Yeah, but we were discussing earlier that yeah, we'd all love to have Zach Martin and Lyle Collins and Tyron Smith, you know, available all 16 games. But 17 now. Yeah, 17. But, you know, swing tackle made us a little nervous last night because Steele, Knight, Niseki, none of those guys really stood out. What did you think as far as the depth? Are we in a little bit of trouble there? No, I just want to see once the season starts. Uh, and I hate to say that because – uh, you expect better from your from from uh, Niseki. He's he's a he's been in the league. He's a veteran, and so uh, we pray we don't use him. But last night, you know, it didn't look good due to the fact that he gave up with two inside moves and the quarterback held the ball, which made it even look even worse for him. So and still has to play stronger. His body looks different. He looks different. But he has to play stronger. He's 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 not a physically strong guy. None of our backups are what you call physically strong. Nobody but McGovern. But he McGovern is uh, is a guard center guy. You know we need some guys that are physical and strong. So once they get their hands on you, they can hold they can hold tight. But that that was the problem last night. They looked at decent run blocking, but when it comes to pass blocking, especially third down situations, we seem like we're not strong and we're not setting firm with our uh, positive steps and, and good hand placement. Well, Nate, man, we hey, look, man, we appreciate you calling in and joining your show here, hanging with the boys. I know we got you on the side of the highway, showing that <laughs> professionalism. Got you a hot spot and everything, man. You've been posting on Facebook and, and, and social media how Miss Newton down there breaking your hey, pockets Ms. in Michelle. in the Gucci store. And yeah, everything. we can't wait to see what you brought <laughs> us, Nate. Hey, Miss Michelle. <laughs> hey, man. Yeah, she got on a ladybug sunglasses, man. Oh, hey, good. we loving y'all, man. Y'all be good, man. Y'all having a great show, and y'all doing an excellent job. I was listening, even though I couldn't get in. Y'all are on the right track, man. Backup quarterback, but I'm telling you, my two boys in the middle, 75, 98, and 99, they did all right last night. That is a positive. Trust me when I say that. That is a positive. Let's hope this grow and get better. So by the time the season starts, Jess will not feel like he's being left on the porch. Doing his job from the side of the highway, the great Nate Newton. We're going to take a break here on Hanging with the Boys, and we'll be right back.
<laughs> hey, Cowboys fans, ready to spice up your next watch party? Bring Yokiero guacamole and be the game day hero. Yokiero means I want, and we know you want, great, fresh-tasting, ready-to-serve guacamole for your home-gating and tailgating events. Made with real avocados and the perfect blend of spices, it will be the star of any party. You can find us at your local Albertsons or Tom Thumb in the deli section. If you can't find it, talk to your store manager and tell them, Yokiero, Yokiero guacamole. Honey, big news. Gary, are you okay? Oh, I'm not Gary anymore. I'm Jackie Flash. What? See, I want the latest smartphone, but the best deals are only for new customers. So to get a new customer deal, I changed my name to Jackie Flash. Okay, but the best smartphone deals at AT&T are for everyone, new and existing customers. That's huge. Then guess who's getting a deal? Is it Jackie Flash? Jackie Flash. It's not complicated. At AT&T, our best smartphone deals are for everyone. Restrictions apply. Visit att.com for details. It's game day. You know what that means. First, kebab prep. Steak, pepper, onion, steak, pepper, onion. Next, a counterclockwise lap around the room. Now, the lucky grease-stained jersey goes on. And lastly, the dance. You know the one. This is a game day ritual no matter where you are. Whether you're traveling to the game or watching from your favorite vacation spot, book a place to stay on Hotels.com and keep the tradition alive and well. Hotels.com, proud partner of the Dallas Cowboys. Hi, I'm Clint Tillerson with United Ag and Turf. When there's work to be done, a real workhorse can make all the difference. Like the Range Boss Package, our 5075E John Deere 75 horsepower tractor features a bell spear and loader and starts at $369 per month. And the price you see is the price you'll pay. No surprises. It works like a horse, so you don't have to. Visit unitedagandturf.com. Offer ends February 1st, 2021. Restrictions apply. See dealer for details. Now, let's get to work. Back to Hanging with the Boys. Get the ultimate fan experience for the ultimate Cowboy fan. Join Dallas Cowboys United presented by Globe Life starting at just $20. Join now and get your fan pack. Exclusive access to training camp benefits and more. Visit DallasCowboys.com United for details and to join today. Welcome back to the SWBC Mortgage Studios. This is Hanging with the Boys. And guys, we've been going into last night's game. At, wait a minute. I'm joined by Kirk Daniels, Jesse Hobbs. And Danny Sarek. Danny, I'm new to this. I'm just trying to get it all You're down. You're doing a great job. All right, thank you, thank you, thank you. It's uh, hard because earlier in the week I was Kurt and now I'm Isaiah. Man, so I'm, I'm, just, I'm just trying to figure it all out. She's just like moving around next <laughs> to me. Musical chair. Yes. <laughs> but we're back and we were talking, just got off the line with Nate. Nate pulled onto the, the media to, to talk to us and pull out the hot spot. So we appreciate him for that. And Nate said he won't panic about the swing tackle position until the season starts. Uh, that made me take another Tums. But, you know, look, I think aside from all of that, guys, we have, you know, look, we've, we've gotten a, an assessment of what we saw last night. And I think, you know, we, we all think we'll know that there's going to be uh, an improvement uh, to make. But usually at the start of the third segment, we do a what the heck. And I'm going to give my what the heck over to Kirk Daniels. You are. Okay. Um I guess my what the heck involves the scrimmage tomorrow, and maybe it's physical, maybe it's not, but but part of my what the heck is there were 16 so guys that didn't make the trip to Canton, but you took other guys. You took Donovan Wilson, you took Zeke, you took C.D. Lamb, you took Trevon Diggs, you took Randy Gregory. You took these guys you knew weren't going to play, 
put them on a five-hour flight, another hour bus ride to L.A., another bus ride to Canton, and then back again. You get back four. Mickey said they got back at 5 a.m. last night. Now you got to turn around in less than, what, 24, less than 48 hours, whatever, and face Aaron Donald. You're going to bang <laughs> against those guys? I mean, I, I'm a little surprised the players' union didn't say, hey, this isn't right. I mean, it, it, it just – if you want to keep your guys healthy and you want to get them ready for the season, I don't quite understand the logistics of why you did some of this and set it up. That's a good point. And in the break, we were talking about what to expect in the Cowboys Rams scrimmage, which will be DallasCowboys.com, 5 p.m. Central Standard Time for everyone who wants to watch. We were talking in the break about how physical we expect this to be. Are we going to see more of the starters that we didn't see a lot of in the Hall of Fame preseason game? You know, how physical is it going to get? And at first I was like, I want to see some physicality. I want to see our ones against their ones. And then Jesse brought me back down and he said, do you really want to see Aaron Donald go full on (laughs) against Tyler Biotish? And I said, "Uh, maybe not. (laughs) And and there'll be some physicality just just by being out there. They wear yellow and blue. We wear blue and white. So just because I'm a man, you're a man, and we don't play for the same team, there's going to be a level of physicality that's out there. But being that, what what makes this different from the Hall of Fame game is coaches are able to control it. It's going to be a controlled atmosphere, meaning you're not going to see, you're probably not going to see, hey, we're going to go 15 straight plays with ones versus ones. It'll probably say, hey, we may have 15 plays in this period, and you may see the ones goes one, you know, the first three or four, then you'll see the backups, and then you'll see the third, and then you'll probably get back to the ones again for the last three or four plays. But it's not going to be an all-out, you know, section this off, and we're going to go like we're in a, an actual game, mm-hmm. right? You're going to have moments in the period where, you know, normally you go down and you'll see running backs and linebackers working. But this time it will be our running backs versus their linebackers, and then our, our linebackers versus their running backs in a controlled atmosphere. And I think that's why you'll see, you know, why coaches help some of those starters back uh, from not playing because now they know that they get a chance to get some real solid work yeah. this weekend with this team, but under a controlled atmosphere. Because um, you can't control the you can't control yeah. the Hall of Fame game, right? You just that's a real game. Yeah. You, you, there's no whistles being blown. Coaches aren't on the field. There's we no friendly fire there. We yeah. can't we can't repeat it. But uh-huh. in practice, I can repeat it. I can set the tempo. I can set the re- parameters on how we want to do things uh, yeah. with this other football team. So it'll be physical just by osmosis, right? Just yeah. by being out there next to one another, it's gonna be physical. But as far as in the full out all out scrimmage. Yeah, I don't. There I don't. Was, wasn't there a big brawl a couple years ago in these? A teams major, man? a major brawl. <laughs> that was Mike, a Jeff Fisher team, right? Yeah, Mike McCarthy. T- <laughs> that was a Jeff Fisher team. Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. I'm so, not even going to dig yeah, into that, but uh, Mike McCarthy also uh, talked about you know making sure that this team got the the quality reps that they needed in the yeah. scrimmage and it being controlled. And, and like you said, Kurt, and I think that's very important. You bring up a point of the team coming off on the 24 hour turnaround and then having the Rams come in. I think that they maybe work some half line stuff, like you said, linebackers versus running backs, things like that, uh, versus the ones. Really, I think with the receiving core and what you've alluded to before, it's just uh, kind of a seven-on-seven kind of a matchup to get our guys. One-on-ones. One-on-ones with Jalen Ramsey. That's that's what I think everybody wants to see. That's going to be the highlight. But even that, you know, like you said, um, like if I'm Randy Gregory, I'm like, why did you drag me to Canton on this huge trip and get me home at 5 in the morning when i got to turn around and face Lyman? Or even a guy like Connor Williams, he obviously needed the work 
at center and, and all. It was important that he go to Canton and play, but now he's got to turn around and face Aaron Donald right away. I mean, and, and there's nothing easy about that, no matter if it's controlled or not. So I don't know. To me, it's just it's a nod. I hope that everybody comes out healthy, obviously. I hope they make progress. It's, it's what they want. To, you know, I hope they get out of it what they want. But 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 now, but now Kurt, now now let's let's like we I know that they're all professionals, but let's be honest, Kurt. I don't think we have enough people that we could have left behind to watch sixteen to twenty guys <laughs> do the right thing. I'm, I'm just saying. I know that you like. Well, you say this was a babysitting I'm trip. I'm not calling out anyone in particular. When your parents say you got to ride with me to the store, you can't stay here with your other siblings. Oh my God! This I don't is know bringing me back have, to my youth. I don't know if that we have enough security and enough people that was left behind to watch 20 guys. Because you know Zeke mm. wasn't playing, so why they take 20 Zeke? guys? Yeah, exactly. 20 guys. Like that's a lot. It, it wasn't oh. like you know. I know Dak stayed behind for some treatment purposes and so on and so forth. But you know, in the quarterback. You kind of like almost trust a little bit, and you kind of quarterbacks don't actually get treated like the rest of us get treated. They are, it's always like the Jimmy Johnson thing, like everyone gets treated uh, fairly, but I don't, everybody gets treated the same. I don't want to treat it fairly. But however that saying goes, twenty guys, Kurt, <laughs> who have who have been in lockdown uh, and training camp. camp I, I told you the camp <laughs> It's at some point in time Here you got to go. say, you know what, guys? How about yeah, yeah, just come with us. Yeah, don't encourage it. Just come on because Kurt Daniels, there will be a guy that's been like, yo, listen, nobody's here. Come around the building. <laughs> the light gonna be flashing on the porch. That's the room you come to. So oh, the la- so thank you, thank you for your what the hell. I'm just no, saying, I'm just saying why you take all these guys. You just can't leave uh, 20 guys behind. You, you know what I'm saying with the camp eyes. You, you know, my, you know my saying on our show, football <laughs> horny. You might have a little bit of that. At the residence in so, Oxnard. Kurt, this yeah. is what What the Heck is all about. Thank you for coming up with that quality. No. What the heck. But my last question for you guys, last question. Even in the first half, we had red zone woes. We were not able to get into we all these numbers. We, we get all the way down there, and we cannot punch our ticket. We cannot get six points. Guys, I, and, and Danny, I'll start with you on this question. What is it? Is it the system? What's going on? Why do we keep having to relive this reality in the red zone? It almost felt like we were watching last year all over again, like no time had passed whatsoever. Um, It's frustrating. I I don't think there is an excuse for that. I'm not going to give an excuse for that. I will say the only thing that brings me some solace is even though we weren't seeing Zeke, like we weren't seeing a lot of Tony Pollard and a lot of those other guys who are those second string players who we know we can rely on. However, they struggled last year. And so I, I, I don't think there's any excuse as to why they weren't able to score at all any touchdowns whatsoever in that game. I'm not going to let them go on a free pass. Um, but again, I'm, I'm on that same same idea that give me one more game, Arizona game, and then I feel like I'll have a better assessment of what is truly a concern and what is just getting off the rust and and putting the scheme out on the field. Red zone is 50% player, all right? 50% Jimmy and Joe, 50% X and O. Like that's what red zone becomes. And and, and a lot of it becomes the, the the quarters are so condensed. You don't have like you have the back end line. So you're not delivering the ball down the field. Windows open and close a lot faster. Uh, things happen at a much faster rate in the red zone. And so a lot of it is being able to call the right plays at the right time. And then the other half of it is, I just got to have guys who are better. 
I have to have guys who are better in the red zone. When you look at the teams who are successful in the red zone, it's a lot of their good guys who are able to make split-second decisions and to make plays in tight quarters. And so that's where it's it's a great marriage of X's and O's and Jimmy's and Joe's in the red zone. And I think a lot of it last year was had to do with, of course, we're not, uh, us not having our quarterback, but also us not calling the right plays. We'll sometimes get down and it's like, I know we're not going jumbo package right now. And then we go jumbo package and then it does it gets stifled. And it's like, hey, here's what we should really be going for wide. So it's 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 that it's that marriage of having the right players and then having the right personnel to execute it in the red zone because everything happens at a much, much, much faster pace at a faster rate. And you have to be much more precise because you don't have the margin of the rest of the field behind you to work with because you're going to run out the back of the end zone. Yeah, I I agree. I'm trying not to get too panicky about it or freak out in any way about it. Um, <laughs> just because of that reason that, you know, they maybe they didn't necessarily game plan, obviously, for what they would do in the red zone against that particular team. And, and there's a big difference, again, like we've said, between Garrett Gil- Gilbert and Dak Prescott behind there. So um, I'm waiting for another game, I guess. I'm trying. I, maybe I am it, getting this, a pass. This side of the table is a little more calm, a little more optimistic. <laughs> but if, if there's something that a coach can go back and look on, Kellen Moore – Take a look at yourself, right? You had red zone. You ha- you've had red zone woes yeah. for the last couple years. It wasn't just last year and the year before that when you had a healthy Dak Prescott. So for Kellen Moore, you got to go ahead and look at yourself and look at the man in the mirror as well and say, let's make that change. You know, get your Michael Jackson on. Make that change, my brother. <laughs> look at the, the man in the mirror and make that change. I like that. And so look, that's we're gonna make a change too. And guys, I appreciate y'all. Thank y'all for talking me down today. Uh, my freakout session has ended. I Whoa. think it's it's on. It's on to Freaky Friday. Over no, my God. freakout session has ended. We're on to Arizona on Friday. More assessments, more evaluations to go, but we got one down, three more to go, and we're praying for health and for Danny Sarek, for Jesse Holly, and for Kurt Daniels. What's our schedule next week? I'm sorry. You know, I believe (laughs) that the schedule next week is Tuesday and Thursday, but I could be wrong. Okay, stand by. Just keep looking. Tuesday and Thursday of next week. Can I? Can I do my thing? Do your things. I'm sorry. Cowboy Nation, I hope your team wins. It's been hanging with the boys. <laughs> this has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!